The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the third chapter. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. To begin my sermon... I want to share with you the legend of the baptism of King Angus. Angus was an Irish king during the mid-5th century. King Angus, after learning about the Christian faith, earnestly desired to be baptized. And so, St. Patrick traveled to the royal seat to baptize the king in a grand ceremony. With the royal court assembled, the baptism began, and all went well. That is, until St. Patrick known for his dramatic praying, struck his sharp pointed staff to the floor, inadvertently stabbing the king's foot. King Angus stifled a cry of pain while St. Patrick kept on praying, and it wasn't until he had finished that he noticed the king's wound. Realizing what he had done, St. Patrick asked the king, why didn't you say something? The king replied, I just thought it was part of the ritual. Interestingly enough, there were no further requests for baptisms that day from the assembled court, and it wasn't until weeks later, after persistent convincing that the king's court allowed St. Patrick to baptize them with the promise their feet would remain intact. Now, there are many different practices and traditions around the sacrament of baptism across the whole of the Christian church. None of them that I know of involve stabbing, thankfully. But we Christians do have different ideas and practices and ways of trying to comprehend how, with just water and the word, love is poured out upon us. With just water and the word, we are enveloped into the body of Christ. This is what happens for us in baptism. Well, today, we just got to hear the story of Jesus' baptism. I've been asked many times by confirmation students and Sunday school kids, why would Jesus need to be baptized? Son of God, Savior, why would Jesus want to be baptized? It's, it's a really good question. John the Baptist himself was not comfortable with the idea. In Matthew's Gospel, in the original Greek language, it says that in an ongoing way, John protested. He should be the one being baptized by Jesus, not the other way around. But Jesus says in answer to John's protests, It is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Notice Jesus didn't say it is proper for me or it is proper for you, he said it is proper for us. That always stands out to me when I dwell in this story. And I think there is a simple yet profound truth in Jesus' answer. We do not baptize ourselves. 
At the very heart of this sacrament of baptism is a communal experience. We are baptized into a community. We are baptized by a representative of a body of believers becoming then a part of that body. Even Jesus himself was baptized into something bigger than him. My favorite part of every baptism is when we, the community, make promises. Parents, sponsors, the whole congregation. I love hearing those resounding yeses. Yes to our love and support. Yes to our encouragement and prayers. Yes. Our yeses, our promises echo God's much bigger promises of unbounded and eternal love. The promises we make try to echo God's much bigger promises. And so we promise our support, our love, our prayers, our help in spiritual formation. These are not small promises, and we don't end up keeping them in any sort of perfect way. But to dare to make them is the Spirit of God at work. And to dare to try to keep them is indeed God's Spirit at work too. We are in the lectionary cycle and year that focuses on Matthew's Gospel, as many of you know. And it can be helpful to know and remember that Matthew was primarily writing to a very Jewish audience who would have noticed some things that we now might not. They certainly would have perked up at the mention of Jesus being baptized at the River Jordan, the same place that Joshua led the Israelites across to the Promised Land. Just as that story embodied hope and the promise of a new beginning for them, the same Matthew says is true of Jesus. He is our hope, our new beginning. In our gospel today, Matthew also ties together two different anointing texts from the Old Testament. The first is Psalm 2, words that echo a royal anointing of a king. But Matthew connects this royal anointing text with images from Isaiah 42, which we heard read this morning. Isaiah 42 describes a servant leader, which was very different than a typical king. When a king was anointed in Israel and was declared God's son on whom God's favor rests, that anointing meant that the king was favored above all the people. And as such, only kings were anointed with oil. But Jesus is baptized with water, the same water that tax collectors and prostitutes and sinners and even the brood of vipers he speaks of a few verses back were baptized with. The same water, not oil, but water. Jesus fulfills all righteousness not by assuming a position superior to us, but by walking with us. Not by allowing himself to be placed on a pedestal, but by stooping down in service. Walking among us in all that life might bring. Jesus would not receive an anointing as a king, such as to separate himself from us, but rather he would receive an anointing that by definition must be shared and must be available to all, to tax collectors, to sinners, prostitutes, even to broods of vipers who would engineer his death, to all of these, to you, to me. At Jesus' baptism, a voice from heaven says, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. In our baptisms, we are named the same, Beloved, by God. Why was Jesus baptized? 
to show the world who God is in the very person of Jesus in the ministry and life and death and resurrection of Jesus, our servant king. Why was Jesus baptized? To show God's love poured out on him before his public ministry has even begun. Why are we baptized? Because God names us beloved too, regardless of what we will do or who we will become. Why are we baptized? That we might show the world who God is through our humble acts of love and service as we follow our servant king. You are God's beloved. You are God's servant. We are the body of Christ. We are God's hands at feet at work in our world and we have the holy opportunities to show the world who God is. May your belovedness lead you to show others theirs. In the name of Christ. Amen.